0: and register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com.
1: Hello, you are listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. And we are here, as we are on most Fridays, to play a game. I want to first introduce our two contestants this episode. We have Kelsey McKinney and Alex Sujong Laughlin. They make the amazing podcast, Normal Gossip, which just happens to be out with the new season. Welcome to you both, and congrats on the new episodes.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
1: I love it. I want to let you both say your names so that our listeners can tell your voices (laughs) apart.
2: (laughs) Well, I think people will, if
3: people listen to to Normal Gossip, they will know Kelsey's voice. Um, But I'm Alex Sijong Laughlin. I'm the
2: producer of the show. And I'm Kelsey McKinney.
1: So which season is this now?
2: Season four?
1: Oh my goodness. I remember when y'all started.
2: Four. I remember when <laughs> you y'all <were> there. started. <laughs> yeah, you were there.
1: <laughs> I was on episode two. Very proud to share. And oh I still remember how fun that chat was. It was so fun.
2: Yeah, you were brave. You came on before we had even launched. Thank you for your service. We appreciate you. Listen, yeah. Early
1: investor, early investor. Let's tell folks what this show is about.
2: Yeah. So Normal Gossip is a show about uh, normal gossip, which seems count <laughs> just like very intuitive. But what we do is we take stories from listeners and people in the world, we anonymize them, and then we tell them to a guest on the show. And we just kind of gossip about these people that you'll never know and never meet.
1: And it's intense. I'm trying to recall my Mine was, it was in Texas, right? This guy was in Texas. Uh-huh. And he was just an all-around bartender fuckboy.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: there was drama mm-hmm. with the mama and the daddy. I think he was still living at home. Just mess. Just yeah. mess. Oh, wow, you
5: have a good memory. Yeah. I sure
1: do. That story was <laughs> real powerful. I want to follow up on them. Are there any new details about that story since we talked about it on your show?
2: Ooh, I don't know, actually. We're supposed to be collecting updates for a like big update episode in the future, but who knows where those emails are. Yeah, our inbox is pretty scary right now. I can't even imagine.
1: I can't even imagine. <laughs> what is the most frequent kind of gossip listeners want to share with you?
3: You know, we get a lot of infidelity stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people want to share that because it's probably the most common juicy thing that happens to most people. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's also part of the reason we don't really do a lot of infidelity stories anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel like
2: we end up doing a lot of stories about niche communities, right? Like your kickball team or, you know, whatever kind of little hobby you're in because people get so serious about those. Um, But the stakes are so low. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) I feel
2: like that's kind of where we end up parked a lot of the time.
1: (laughs) I love, in general, the entire subcategory of neighbor slash HOA gossip. (laughs) I love it. I freaking love it. Never gets old.
2: Sam, are you a next-door lurker? I
1: can't. It's so depressing. (laughs) I really can't. (laughs) But I have gotten pretty friendly with the neighbors on my block. And uh, Mm -hmm. we do share some juicy uh, G every now and then. We do. I'm, like, becoming that neighbor who's always peeking through the window and always making it a point to say hi a little bit too loudly because I want to know everything. (laughs) I want to know everything. I'm that girl. So we're going to play a game in this episode in just a bit. But... I want to ask the two of you, you know, pop culture mavens, what y'all are into right now, this week.
2: Um. Okay. I am really into this song called Hunter by Jess
6: Williamson. I've been thrown to the wolves and they me raw, Worked both sides at the Shangri-La. She is
2: a part of the supergroup Planes, which is also the lead singer from Waxahachie. So I love that whole genre of like girls from the middle of Texas writing like sad songs about falling in love. It's like (laughs) just catnip for me. And she put out this new single called Hunter to promote her new album and I am just
0: obsessed with it.
1: I mean, if it's at all like Waxahachie, then put it straight into my veins because they gave me some good pandemic crying music at the depths of pandemic. Oh, yeah. I think there's some fire. Man, how many uh, times can I play that song? The limit does not exist.
2: It mm. doesn't exist. It doesn't I think exist. I think you'll like it. If you like Waxahachie, you'll like planes and okay. you'll like you'll like Jess Williamson. Listen, They're all you know, it's like it's like family members. It's like sisters. In my
1: sad girl era. Give it to me. Yeah, Exactly. Alex, what are you into these days?
2: Um, okay, so
3: the first thing is a book that I just finished uh, that comes out in June um, called *Adult Drama* by Natalie Beach. Mm. Um, I got an advanced reader's copy, as you do when you are a person who works Hell in the yeah. media. And you might remember Natalie Beach as the person who wrote that uh, I was Caroline Calloway's ghostwriter <gasps> oh, essay for the one cut. of the
1: MVP articles many years of all ago. Time. Yes
2: iconic
3: yes yes um so she rose to fame because of that and has spent the last couple of years working on this collection of essays that are all about coming of age um and so the title adult drama is a play on coming of age because coming of age is a genre of film and she's like you know could I not just have an adult drama for once? Why do I have to keep coming of age? Mm. Um, and I really related to that. Yeah. So the the essay collection includes the original Caroline Calloway essay and also a sort of revisiting and um, reevaluation of that essay and everything that's gone down since. But it also has essays about like. Abercrombie low rise flare jeans and struggling with gender and working at a like lawn management company in Brooklyn. And it's just, it's delightful. I had such a great time reading
1: it. Okay. Yes.
3: My other thing is much smaller, which is that we are seeing an expansion of the lo fi girl cinematic universe. Wait, what is that? What is lo fi girl? Do you know what lo fi girl is? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Kelsey, do you know what Lo-Fi Girl is? Yes.
2: This is a huge day for Sam. I'm so excited for oh you. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're
3: you're getting so much. So, Lo-Fi Girl is a YouTube channel um, where it, it shows different animated videos on loops uh, that are playing, like, 10-hour-long videos with Lo-Fi beats underneath them. Um, and the animations are of this little like anime girl who's studying or maybe she's like sitting in her little apartment with her cat or she's like fallen asleep studying. It's all of these different scenes from lo-fi girls. Life. And what
1: kind of music is it?
3: Lo-fi beats. Okay. So, so just chill, like very chill, work music. instrumental. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in the last week we have discovered via Twitter that... All of these scenes are actually Lo-Fi Girl hard at work on something called Lo-Fi World, (laughs) which is an expansion of the universe of Lo-Fi Girl. And anyway, TLDR, now there's a thing called Lo-Fi Boy.
1: And and it's a different,
3: slightly different genre of music. It's very Are they lovers, Lo-Fi
1: Boy and Lo-Fi Girl? And also, why did (sighs) I go there? Why was that my first (laughs) thought?
6: I'm not
3: sure yet. The way that you like discover Lo-Fi Boy is that The like most iconic image of Lo-Fi Girl is that she is studying at her desk and there's a picture window behind her, and then you see like the silhouette of the city with the lights on on all the different windows. And one of those windows is blue, and her cat is always looking at it. And this is Canon. (laughs) Lo-Fi Girl Canon, right? So then Lo-Fi Girl starts to look at the window also, and then she leaves her desk. Mm-hmm. And there's this animation now that's on the LoFi Girl Twitter where it like zooms in to that blue dot, and that blue dot is Lo-Fi <gasps> Boy's room where he is studying.
1: Oh. How long before LoFi Girl and Lo-Fi Boy are a limited series on a prestige oh. streamer? How long? I'm waiting. How long? Also, <laughs> I'm waiting. who plays Lo-Fi Boy and who plays Lo-Fi Girl?
3: Ooh. <gasps> Uh, I'm gonna give it to, who's the one in Pen15? Oh, Maya Erskine. Erskine Yes, Maya Erskine, yes She is the lo-fi girl of my dreams
1: Oh, yeah, so Maya is lo-fi girl Lo-fi boy, I don't know what lo-fi boy looks like Let's Just the boy, lo-fi you know, he's
3: kind of giving me Michael Sarah, but brunette Oh,
1: stop with Michael oh. Sarah. <laughs> stop trying to make Michael <laughs> Sarah happen, it's not gonna happen I'm
3: sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> I was a girl who was a high schooler in the early 2000s.
1: Oh, lo-fi boy is that dude from White Lotus who was with Aubrey Plaza's character.
3: White Lotus, half Asian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex! What? Will Sharp. came right up. <laughs> Look, I can do it. Uh, Will Sharp it. I'm half Asian. is so
1: lo-fi boy. And yes, yeah, Alex, you him. can do that. We'll allow it. <laughs> I love it. Who does the soundtrack? I'm loving all of this game. Who who does the soundtrack? Oh my soundtrack? god. I want this
3: Well the the soundtrack has to be the the like lo-fi girl
1: or music. or a new Tame Impala double album.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Say <laughs> Hollywood call us.
1: Netflix. Yeah. We got HBO ideas. Max. Listen, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV Plus call us. <laughs> Now that we've written a movie, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and play a game. Uh, But first, listeners, if you want to support this show, follow us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I know you hear this from me every week, but I'm just going to keep saying it because I want you to do it. Also, leave us a rating and a review. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back.
0: Built to be accessible, empowering, and community-building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com.
1: Now it is time for our game. We're going to play Into It, Not Into It. This game is so simple, I share a few stories from the week of pop culture, and you just tell me if you're into this thing, or not into this thing, and why. At the end of the game, uh, myself and the Intuit team will decide a winner based on how much we like your opinions.
4: Oh!
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to create strife in our home, which (laughs) I respect.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Speaking of strife, here's the first... Game question. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all into or not into Taylor Swift breaking up with her boyfriend of six years, oh, Joe oh Alwyn?
3: Oh. oh, how did you know? Listen. Have you been reading our text messages? Oh, tell me Great all these text
1: messages. I want to know how y'all feeling about this.
3: You know, I'm really into it. I am happy for Taylor. I think that Joe. Whether or not he did inspire the last like four albums worth of love songs is like sentient mayonnaise, and <laughs> he just makes me so bored. Sentient and
5: mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah.
3: And I just, I'm not into him. I'm not into him. I'm into her. Don't bring being mayo single into this. It's a perfect it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love mayonnaise. I do, but like, mayonnaise, not, in a not man, mayonnaise. You know?
1: Okay, um, so you're into the breakup. So yeah,
3: I'm so into it.
2: I saw those Pat photos of her going out
1: this okay, week and I was okay. like, yes,
2: girl, do it. I am also extremely into them being broken up in that I have thought this entire time that they look like siblings and I really do not wow. like it when people are dating yes. someone that looks the same as them. Like, it just makes me feel wow. really uncomfortable. <laughs> And so I'm happy about that. I mean, I'm sad for her or happy for her. I don't know how she feels. Um, what I'm not into is the kind of like obsessive detectivism that's going on online around Oh, my this. God.
1: Apparently now oh they're saying that Taylor Swift alluded to the breakup by changing her set list for her current eras tour. I know. I know. And it's, it's like, like, come on, FBI. y'all. Mm-hmm.
2: FBI level awareness of her <laughs> actions. Um, which I don't love, and also I just think that even if you're the most famous, one of the most famous pop stars in the world, you deserve to have a little privacy during your breakup. Mm, so
1: unless you always I, write albums about your breakups.
2: Yeah, but we'll get the album later,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> she'll talk about it. I will say, people the album. I will say I'm into yeah. the story. Because it's another chance for Taylor Swift fans to be full on crazy. My favorite story about the aftermath of this breakup is that a lot of Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift fans are going down to Cornelia Street in New York. Oh, yeah. The street that she's written a song about because she owned a place there for a while. They've gone down to Cornelia Street to mourn and they're leaving flowers.
3: (laughs) You know know who else went to Cornelia Street is the Duolingo bird. Wait,
1: who is the Duolingo bird?
3: (laughs) The Duolingo bird, like in the outfit and everything, went to Cornelia Street to mourn.
1: What? Are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they posted
2: it on TikTok. Oh my God. Ridiculous. I hate that.
1: <laughs> you know, I respect Taylor Swift. I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I marvel at the hold she has over her most devoted fans. It's religious. It is. It's religious.
2: It's also, I think, you know, if you grew up religious, this is a really nice transition oh, for you is, because yeah. what they <laughs> teach you in the church is how to close read verses. And so, you know, why not just simply apply that to the lyrics? There you
1: go. <laughs> oh my God. I also love all of the, like, Leaks about the breakup. You know, there's all these unnamed sources, but one of them was like, Yeah, you know, they had plenty in common and fell in love in a safe bubble, but then they were locked yes. down together. But after that, he didn't really know her outside. Oh my God. Of and then the bubble. Daily Mail
2: piece came out.
1: What they say. <laughs> the
2: Daily Mail was like, He couldn't handle her success. And I'm like, Who's camp? Ooh, boy,
1: Who's camp? Boy. Also, <laughs> listen. Anybody who chooses to date Taylor Swift knows going in that she's yeah. very successful. <laughs>
2: <Right>?
1: You <laughs> must be aware. Do you know one
2: thing about her, you know she's successful.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: My do you want to hear my hot take?
1: Oh, I sure do. This is a show of hot
4: takes. Nobody's Give it to gonna us. like
2: this. Um but Even my better. True hot take is that I think that the Eras tour is, like, a door closing. I think, the end of I the think era. this hey. is the end of the Eras in that, like, I think she is about to be gone for a little bit.
1: Gone or, like, pivot to something else?
2: Gone. is my. This is my oh. theory. I have no basis for this besides just, like, it's such a long show. It's such a long show. It's a three-hour set.
1: I mean, I keep waiting for her to, like, pivot to just, like— acting slash directing. I think she was kind of moving towards directing for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Like, I, I wouldn't doubt her being in some prestige film soon and going that path. But who knows? We'll I see. see that. Either way, people will buy it. That's one thing we know mm-hmm. with her.
2: Yeah. Great salesman.
1: <laughs> shout out to Taylor. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to the Duolingo bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, are y'all into or not into the company behind Baby Shark announcing an upcoming Baby Shark podcast. Alex? (laughs) Okay, here's the
3: thing. Baby Shark existed before this company made their production of Baby Shark. Ah. I remember singing Baby Shark as like an icebreaker thing at my freshman orientation. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. Yes. baby shark is a thing has been a thing so i'm like okay good for you cash in on your success uh on like creating a moment in the zeitgeist for the elementary school crowd i guess it makes sense for them but like you know as a as a podcast professional i'm like come on y'all let's chill on the podcast for
2: just like one second
1: okay okay that's one take what's the second take
2: I'm also not into it.
1: Really? My
2: reasoning is that I am currently against all derivative creation. (laughs) What?
1: Okay. Existing IP. We hate existing IP. Have a new idea.
2: Yeah, have a new idea. This is
3: after we just brainstormed an entire plot for the Lo-Fi Girl
4: (laughs) movie. (laughs) Well,
2: listen. The thing is, Baby Shark has now at this point been so many things. Right? Like, it has been a song. It's been—they're just, like, trying to milk this for all it's worth. And I think at that point in creation, you're not actually making anything interesting. And so I am not into it.
1: I am into it just because my friends who have kids, I know how little kids work. You're just constantly (laughs) looking for something to shut them the hell up. (laughs) And— if playing a baby shark podcast for them gives parents of young kids less guilt than letting their kid watch Netflix for like 25 hours in a day, been <laughs> sure. good. Sure, sure,
3: sure. Yeah, this was I, a you know we had very child free <laughs> takes yeah, on point. this, and yeah.
2: I'm sure a Baby Shark podcast would be riveting yeah, to a child. But Sam, I'm not a baby. And your question wasn't, <laughs> could other people be into it, Chelsea, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes you are.
1: <laughs> I think I'm so invested in this being a solution for parents. is because the editor of this here Dear Show, she's got two kids. One of whom is three. And we love that child. We all do. But... <laughs> <laughs> sometimes mama needs a break. I'm speaking for her right now. Like sometimes mama needs a break and a baby shark gives that break.
3: That's fair. So be it. So She's fair. saying right now on the That's Slack, fair. baby
1: shark is true crime for toddlers. <laughs>
3: oh my God.
1: <laughs> Are y'all into or not into this really weird story that I've been seeing this week? You know how there's been all these leaked Pentagon documents about the war in Ukraine uh, talking about America's involvement and it's like top, secret secrets being shared turns out some of those secrets were shared on a discord server for an internet celebrity named wow mao and it was like a bunch of basement bros (gasps) leaking state secrets on discord are we into this or not
2: oh my god (laughs) God. i just go ahead kelsey i you know Am I into state secrets being leaked? Absolutely.
1: I'm into i meant to share. secrets. I love to share.
2: The government is always trying to keep secrets from us. So, like, <laughs> go off, I guess, or whatever.
1: Go off, Wow
4: Mao.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about this Discord or whoever Wow Mao is, so I don't want to say really anything about that. But I like that it came out this way. Like, I think that so often the way that secrets come out in general, whether those are presidential or about a pop star, is just like the stupidest way possible. And I think that that's fun.
1: (laughs) Let me tell you, though, this might be the stupidest way possible. Let me tell you what happened before I get the second take on this whole story. So, Wow Mal was just like a 20-year-old college student who lives in Britain, and he has like a YouTube channel that's kind of popular, but I think his Discord server has like just a few thousand followers. And they do like the thing that young guys that age do, kind of bro-y, dumb humor, kind of insensitive sometimes, but nothing spectacular. But apparently, these leaks, they were shared in a server dedicated to Minecraft, and then they ended up on the WowMouse server. But when one of the first leaks of this stuff happened, one user said on Discord, quote, Here, have some leaked documents. And then someone else wrote back, nice. It's still unclear whether or not these documents were shared on Discord to settle an online internet argument about the war in Ukraine. As in like, oh, you don't believe me? Here, look at this. Like, that's apparently what happened. And now the Pentagon is like, how do we stop this? It's insane to me. It's insane.
2: You know, maybe I would feel differently about state secrets being leaked if the Pentagon didn't take seven years to respond to every single FOIA, but they do. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, you know, it's fine.
1: What's the second take on this from our second oh, contestant?
3: You know, I have to say this is a very complicated one for me okay, uh, because okay. my father is a general. Ah.
1: I grew up in
3: on military bases, and I'm still trying to, like, deconstruct the, like— Inherent, like you must stand and put your hand over your heart whenever you hear the national mm-hmm. anthem being played, which is very deep inside of me. Uh, I don't know. Here's my question: Wow, Mao, how how is this spelled?
1: W O W underscore M A O.
6: Hey guys, Filipino YouTube celebrity here. Guess who just got an article on Forbes?
1: Of these leaks, me. he said, "Quote: I've just let a bunch of children run wild." I do regret, maybe, not moderating my server just a little bit more. You don't say. I do feel bad for him. He didn't he didn't sign up for all this. What,
2: yeah, what are you supposed to do? Moderate your own server from other people leaking classified Pentagon documents? That's not <laughs> your like, problem. Like truly.
3: <laughs> what 20-year-old could expect this to happen on his own server? Seems like that's like, the Pentagon's
1: problem. It's also like, and I've said this before on this show, everyone's worried about TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. There are a lot of other things to be worried about, yes. like this foolishness. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, as they say, loose lips sink ships. I hate myself.
1: (laughs) It is time to declare a winner of this edition of Intuit, Not Intuit. And sometimes I'm looking at a holistic performance in the game. Other times I zoom in on one particular moment that really just rocks me to my core. And I'm happy to announce that the winner... Is gonna be Alex, just because she referred to Joe Alwyn as sentient mayo, and that made me laugh. That made me laugh. You did it. You did it. Can we get an acceptance speech? Go.
3: Oh my gosh, I would love to thank Joe, um,
1: (laughs) aka William Bowery.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Uh, thank you to Mayonnaise. thank you to Kelsey uh, for uh, being. Here, so I
6: could beat you. Damn. (laughs) That's beautiful. Owned.
2: (laughs) Last week, Kanye West accused one of the biggest Twitch streamers of being an industry plant. It's an idea that comes up so often on platforms like TikTok and elsewhere.
4: You see people who have blown up seemingly overnight. And the question is who's behind them, right? That's what everyone wants to know. Tipping the scales and pulling the lever to make them seemingly the next it thing on the internet.
2: This week on Power User, is it even possible to create an industry plant on the internet? And if so,
6: how?
1: Culture Geist. Culture Geist. You're listening to Culture Geist. Culture Geist. I don't know, y'all.
4: And now for a segment we're calling. Culture Geist, about all the things we can't stop thinking about, the culture that's haunting you, haunting me, haunting all of us, for better or worse.
0: Hey Sam, this is Jennifer in San Francisco, and my Culture guys started some weeks ago right here on your show. There was a conversation about gummy bears. And at some point, a clip of a gummy bear song got played. And what was that even? Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly. Please explain. I don't know why you did that to all of us. I love your show and I would follow you to the ends of the earth. But why did you do that? And no, I'm not going to look it up on the internet because I
6: can't go through it again. Signing off. Uh, Hello, Intuit. My name is Elijah. I'm from Brooklyn. And my culture geist for um, the past month or two has been a song that doesn't sound real if I describe it, but it is real. It's from a TV show made for Quibi. Um and the show is created by Darren Chris. It's called Royalties, and the song is called I Hate That I Need You. Ugh. I hate that I need you. So this song features Jennifer Coolidge and a K-pop group. And so this song includes Jennifer Coolidge singing uh, I've Been Eating Too Many Spiders For You. They're tickling on the way down. And that should give you a good sense as to how unhinged of a song this is. And that is why I highly recommend that everyone go listen to it. As soon as I can. I hate that I need
4: Hey Sam, this is John from Massachusetts. I have a oddly specific culture geist. So I've always sat very quite in the middle between the nerd community and the gay community. So much that this culture geist definitely fits between the two. There's this scene in Gilmore Girls where Paris' boyfriend, Doyle, has overstayed his welcome in Rory and Paris' storm. Ah, Rory, good. I'm glad you're here. I wanted to talk to you about something. And Doyle is disgustingly of taking off his shoes, inspecting his shoes and the pebble that was in his shoe in front of a frustrated Rory. Is this a matter of respect, Rory? respect for the paper, respect for me, frankly respect for yourself. Doyle? I've a pebble in my shoe. Damn things are driving me crazy all day long. This causes Rory to kick out Doyle and says, "And take your pebble with you." But I'm your editor.
6: Out! And take your pebble with you.
4: This scene has been so ridiculous in my mind and it only got worse with the introduction of the Pebble smartwatch. This thing was god-awful. It was pre-Apple Watch. It was dubbed the first smartwatch. It did not have a touchscreen. It did not have a speaker. The screen wasn't even in color. But to this day, plenty of people in the tech community that I belong into will praise this thing as the horrible thing that was completely destroyed when Fitbit bought it years ago. Whenever I hear someone bring up, but what if Pebble had continued? I just think of the scene and take your pebble with you, because that idea is absolutely ridiculous.
5: Hey there, this is Megan in Washington, D.C. My Culture Geist is from the 2002 original Broadway cast recording of Hairspray. The show ends with one of the most amazing end of musical numbers ever. You can't stop the beat. High energy, the whole cast is out, like it's just super jubilant and fun. And the song ends. And on the cast recording, there's like a few more seconds of silence, and then this PSA for making sure people don't drink and drive comes on. Now, I know it's Hairspray, John Waters, I know it's campy, I know it's a joke, but I still don't know why <laughs> this had to be on the album.
6: Don't drink and drive, please keep your head, or come graduation day, you'll be dead. Hands on the wheel, though I know it's a drag, i hate to see, uh, to see uh, that body, that in, that body a in a body bag. Kids to
5: listen up, some up some time her on mom, mom, yes, yes blood, blood on the paper, paper will ruin, ruin your prom. Your prom. And then there's a cat screech, and why? I don't know why, I really need answers. There's no plot about drinking and driving and hairspray, completely unexplained, why is it there? I can't get it out of my head, and that damn cat screech, my God, it'll never leave me. But also, please don't drink and
1: drive. Thanks again to Megan, John, Elijah, and Jennifer. Listeners, do you have a culture, Geist? A thing in the culture that's been haunting you for days or weeks or even years? Share it with us. The more specific you are, the better. Just send us a short voice memo via email, intuitatvulture.com. Intuitatvulture.com. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zinn. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. And our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder, who I think should honestly collab with Taylor for her next album, which sound quite fun. Anywho, we are back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Till then, stay off Cornelia Street. Leave those folks alone. Seriously. Okay, bye.